This is the Bedford Blues Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Blues Podcast, brought to you from the sunny Bedfordshire town of Oakley, home to some of our brightest young talent. I'm delighted to be joined this afternoon by Andre Robson. Andre, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not, not, not too bad, mate. Thank you. And also joined by Corey Barrett. How are you, Corey? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good. Unfortunately, the third member of the household, uh, you and unfortunately Brunel University are in uh, exam season at the moment, so he uh, unfortunately can't join us, but I'm sure uh, the pair of you can make up for that. Um, Andre, I guess we'll start with you. Um, on the bench and come off it in the last two games, uh, how do you think you've settled into the Blues environment? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, actually. The lads have been really welcoming. And um, I mean, the Blues community is just a great community to be community to be around so um yeah I've really enjoyed it I feel like I've settled in and I'm sure loads of the other lads uh, have as well um and yeah I'm excited for another few games ahead of me hopefully yes three games to go Elin Nottingham and Amtel I guess for you it's just about getting as many minutes as possible between now and the end of the season yeah exactly I mean um just training at the moment's been really good uh the boys are doing really well so um hopefully I'll get on for at least 15 minutes in the next few games. Um, and that's my aim. So just game time for me, uh, which I'm looking forward to. So. And, and that debut against Richmond, what, first competitive minutes for a good few years? Yes, probably a, just over a year. Uh, first, it's probably my champ, it's my champ debut uh, coming off the bench. So um, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm happy that uh, the coaches gave me a shot uh, playing. And almost... Yeah, almost. A couple of tries. Yeah, I know. Uh, butchered two. <laughs> butchered two, yeah. But uh, actually, that was, it was three, to be <laughs> fair. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that point. Yeah. <laughs> and Corey, I guess similar vein for these last three games, Andre, because you're just hoping to get some minutes between now and the end of the season. Yeah, well, I've been coming back from injury. Um, obviously, this, the first, first uh, game against Coventry didn't go as planned, played 10 minutes, and then... Uh, Torn the tendons in my toe, so not ideal. Not an ideal start to to the start of the champ rugby season. But aiming for these last three games, hopefully get some minutes, get get some game time, and uh, get back playing again. Yeah, against Coventry, it happened quite early. I think five or six minutes into the game, but <laughs> you actually settled really well into championship rugby for that opening few moments. Yeah, look, I was I was feeling comfortable with the two preseason games against Hampton. Got some good game time there. I was going well, felt strong. Um, but yeah, so the injury happened in the first five minutes of the game. But uh, I, I tried grinding it out and uh, staying on the field, but I wasn't having any of it. It was the damage is done and had to come off, unfortunately. So that was my unfortunate start to the season. Um, but recovery's been going well. We're uh, getting back running onto the field now and hopefully for the last three games, maybe get some game time. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, your first injury of note, really. I mean, how difficult is it to, to have this prolonged period on the sidelines? Yeah, well, yeah, it's my first long term as such. Any other ones has been like, we niggle has been like two or three weeks out. Um, so it, it has been tough <clears throat> mentally, but it's given me time to work on a few other things, get some strength up. And uh, it's just been another opportunity to try and grow in a different way. But no, I'm very excited to get back. 
Yeah, and in a hectic schedule, the injury probably only kept you out for seven, eight weeks, but that's virtually the entire season as it stands now. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Like it's such a short season. You gotta you gotta make the most of every game at the moment. So uh, like it is a weird season, but like you gotta take your opportunity when you can. Like Andre has when he was came on against Richmond and stuff. Um when Ewan was as well. And uh, we've all just kind of needed game time and we've took it when we could. Yeah, have you tried to help him with his with recovery from injury? You've obviously been injured before. Yeah, I'm injury king. So I've <laughs> just, yeah. Um, I had two ACL injuries and then I did my shoulder. And then I kind of know what it's like, obviously, mentally. It's, it's tough watching all the lads play. And then you're just sat there, not running or just... Yeah, it's boring and it is tough. So, but no, he's Corey's handled it really well, I think. And um, yeah, I'm very excited to see him come back on the field after well, when he's back, to be honest. Yeah, and how different <clears throat> is an injury in COVID times? How much harder is it to come back? Well, I don't know. I haven't really been injured that, <laughs> that much. Um, well, obviously, you're only in your certain amount of days and you've got your testing and stuff. So, um, you're just trying to work your way around that and just making the most of the sessions that you are in at the club and seeing the physio and mayor and stuff and keeping right with Nibble, the doctor, and um, just working our way back, really. It's just doing as much as you can with the time that you have. But hopefully both fit and healthy as we lead into Ealing. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Certainly yeah. going to be the uh, one of the toughest tests of the season. They're the league leaders coming to Goldenton Road. Um, what's your feelings going into the game? Well, I mean, they are a good side. Um, and yeah, they did beat Saracens and then Saracens beat them. But I think the boys are getting better every week. Um, and I feel that when we go into the game, we could actually show them what we're made of. Uh, we're a team that just plays rugby. We don't do all the kicking and all that. We, we're good lads at doing it. So I feel like we could show them what we've made of, to be honest. I'm pretty confident. So, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, Bedford's renowned for being a hard place to arrive at and turn up to because the famous slope, and we, we obviously know all the way our pitch is. And um, yeah, we just like to play 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 ball, play a bit of joué, uh, get the ball around the field. So if we can stick to our game plan and just not let them get the ball and keep them pinned down, I think that we have an opportunity to show what we're really made of as a Bedford side. I think it's potentially easier that you've never played against Ealing before. You don't know what's coming against you on Friday night. Yeah, well, definitely. I think for me, um, I don't know about you, Andre, but for me, coming over here, I don't know any of the teams. So to me, it's a blank sheet. And every every game's a, a new opportunity for me to try to set my foot down and lead a, try and set an example for myself. But um, yeah, it's it's just exciting if coming out of, up against a team that you've never played against. It's just, you know, you get to learn it as you're playing, but you always hear from other boys that how good a side is or how bad a side is and what their weaknesses are and what their strengths are. So um, obviously, Elon are a very strong side, but they've got their weaknesses and we've got our strengths. So we're just going to have to use them. Some of the sides in the champ uh, I've never played against. And uh, I mean, Ealing, like you say, they're top of the top of the champ at the moment and they have got a good side. So... Um, I feel going into it when you've never played them, you want to at least like show them what you're made of. Um, and like you're going in as the underdogs. Uh, and I feel that that's a big benefit for us because 
and no one's going to expect us going in and tearing it up. So, <clears throat> but I know, I know that the boys are going to put a big shift in this week training. And then when it gets to game night on Friday night, uh, I know that they'll play the Sox off down at Goldington Road. So um, just excited to be honest, excited to see what, what comes. Corey, you mentioned specifically Goldington Road being such a difficult place to come. Ealing come and stuck here in 2019 have had success virtually everywhere they've gone, but Goldington Road does seem to be, and even if they do win here, it's only by three, four points. So why is it that Goldington Road is such a difficult place to come to? From what I've heard, really, to be honest, and when we've played, like when Amto came to us, it's just, I think the boys just love playing at the home ground. Um really get get up for a game while we're while we're in our own, our own club rooms and stuff um but i think from what the fellas have told me uh when we've got the crowd in the crowd really gets behind and the supporters get really behind the the team and it just makes it very hard for the traveling team to try and get off the off the bus really as they say and uh the blues have just got that up uphill advantage nearly both of you arrived in January, so you haven't actually had a crowd here at Golden Road. That will be the case against Amptill um, in three weeks' time. Um, another tough game, but how much are you looking forward to playing with a crowd behind you? Oh, I'm so excited. Like My family are trying their best to try and get over and watch the game, um, just whether they can get tickets or not. But uh, even though it's restricted amount of people, I know everybody's busting to get tickets to get in to see the boys play. Uh, just having even with 1,500 people in, uh, it's just going to lift the boys so much more for that last game. Even going away to uh, Nottingham as well, they're going to have crowds in as well. So that's going to be another big game for us. Just getting used to the crowd, I guess, <clears throat> is uh, leading up back into the home game for our last game of the season. And hopefully we'll finish on a big win. Yeah, well, for me, I think, like Corey said, all the lads have been saying that the crowd here is unbelievable and they get behind you. Um, I mean, it is an unbelievable place to play. Um, so, and for Amtil, I know for a fact that the boys are going to put another big shift in. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, the crowd, I'm just excited, to be honest. Just as Even if it's like 400 people, I just know that it'll get behind us and rare is on to go for even more so um yeah i'm still got another thing coming yeah they push the team on <laughs> <laughs> yeah they uh, they certainly push the push the team on have a very much a liking to try scoring wingers mm. andre you could be one of those is there uh, any chance that you think uh, the crowd could be singing for you against I've, i hope so um i mean just anything with his name in it you'll yeah, love it yeah anything with my name in. Um, <laughs> i just well hopefully if I get if, if I get selected for Amtel, um, then we'll just hope, hope to see if the crowd get behind us. But obviously, it'd be benefit if they start cheering me on. But um, no, I'm joking. But yeah, good yeah. chap, bro. Yeah, good chap. As you've spoken about your injuries um, in the the more recent season, have you, you you actually ever played in front of a crowd? Um, I've actually uh, at school. <laughs> no, uh, I've. Played when I was at, uh, in academy, we had uh, probably about maximum two hundred people. But that's that's it for me. Not not in front of a big crowd. Um, so Amtel will probably be my first home game big crowd. So uh, I mean the nerves will be going, um, but I'm so excited. 
And Corey, before arriving in Bedford, um, have you ever played? You played in front of me in a, a, a Munster AV uh, Dragons game, didn't you? But yeah, um, game, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but have you ever played in front in front of a big crowd before? Uh, well, probably the biggest was Schools Cup back home, playing for uh, Enst. Uh, Enst Campbell final. They're kind of school rivals, and it's in Ravenhill up in Ulster. Um, I don't know how many people there, but it was it was big. One of the full, one of the stands are uh, completely full. You've got the whole schools there, and the other schools there, and it's it's on BBC uh, One back home, and everybody watches it. It's on St Paddy's Day as well, um, so it's kind of a big occasion. Apart from that, a couple of A games. There's always a good good crowd at the Munster or, or Ulster ones, um, and then Farish clubs. There there was a good crowd for that as well. So I've, I've got a fair bit of experience, but nothing huge. But I've heard that Bedford are probably going to be much louder than uh, just casual supporters. So I'll be excited to, to get behind. Well, boys, that's the rugby covered. Um, I'll let you have a, a little breather now so you can go and uh, make yourselves a cup of tea uh, while you're doing that. Mine's a, a milk and two sugars, by the way. While you're doing that, I'm going to go and catch up with new father, Joe Atkinson. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to In the Spotlight with me, Joe Atkinson. We can't wait to have you down at Goldenton Road for the Battle of Bedfordshire against Ampthill. Atco, let's talk off the field uh, first of all. You've got some exciting news to share with the Blues family. Yeah, I do indeed. Yeah, last uh, Tuesday, um, my missus gave birth to our first son, Maxwell. So, yeah, it's been pretty hectic um, since then. Um, I suppose a sleep routine, that's the big thing that's gone out the window, which everyone sort of told me about, but you can't really prepare for it until, <laughs> until you're, uh, you're in the, in that scenario kind of thing. But, uh, no, he's been, he's been a real good lad so far and he does a lot of eating and sleeping. So, uh, and I'm on nappy duty as I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, proudest moment of your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, it was a very emotional day, I think. Um, yeah, highs and, yeah, highs and not lows, but like your your emotions are all over the place. So, yeah, there are peaks and troughs and tears and all sorts. So, no, it was a, yeah, wonderful day. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, didn't know you were going to have a son. You left it until the day. Yeah, yeah, it was a surprise. So, um, we thought for, um, yeah, the first child and stuff, there's not many surprises left in the world. So, um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, the doctors sort of lifted him up and we could see all the glory. So, yeah. And, uh, Fissi, happy to have a son. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, well, I think, um, yeah, I, to begin with, all I just wanted was a, was a nice, healthy baby and a, and a good, um, like pregnancy for my missus and stuff like that. So, and having a son was just the cherry on top. Yeah. How does it change your life early days still i mean we're yeah seven days in um and i've just realized i can't just sort of pop into town or pop to the gym now i've got to like you've got to have a plan in place for what you're going to do with the little one so um we went for our first walk this morning um down to bedford park um which um yeah it was really nice to get out and about get a bit of fresh air with him um but yeah 
It's pretty much uh, the first week in a nutshell. Went for a walk and <laughs> lots of nappy changes. Yeah, any sign so far that he's going to be the next uh, Atkinson <laughs> rugby player? He's got big hands. For a, for a little man, he's got big hands. <laughs> Good uh, farmer's hands as well. Yeah, I mean, how, how does it change your perspective on life, I guess, is a question, because you're not just looking after yourself and, and your missus at the moment, mm. you're looking after three now. Does it change anything in your mind when it comes to stuff like that? Yeah, again, like, people sort of tell you about how it does change your life and, and stuff like that, but and you try and prepare for it, but until you're actually placed in that, situation you honestly you don't have don't have a clue about how you're going to react and stuff like that so um you're right I've gone from yeah caring for 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 one other person really in my life like from a day-to-day um perspective and now we've got I've got two and the little one he sort of takes priority over everything and anyone nowadays yeah, I guess you want to celebrate the occasion in the perfect way with something like a try. Have you been working on a try <laughs> celebration so far? I don't want to ruin the surprise if, if, if and when that does happen. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got to talk about uh, the rugby, obviously. Um, crowds in for Amp till at the end of the month. Mm. Um, fair to say that you're hopeful that uh, Maxwell will... Uh, attend his first ever <laughs> ever game watching his father yeah yeah hopefully yeah absolutely I think that would be a uh, a fitting way to end the season um, which has been obviously a weird season but if from a personal note if I can finish it with my son coming to watch me not that he'll obviously remember it but we might have a couple photos to uh, <laughs> to to show him later on in life um, yeah it'd be a fantastic way to end the season for me um and yeah, getting the dub at Goldenton Road against the local rivals would be, yeah, spectacular as well. Yeah, off the field has obviously been a wonderful time for you, but on the field you've been excellent this season. I think mm. I'm right in saying you're you're the you're the top tackler every game so far mm. so far this season. You'll be hoping to continue that for the rest of the season. But yeah. um, is it fair to say that with news like that going on in the background, maybe that's maybe why you've been so good this season? Uh, focused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I personally, I just try and take sort of every game as as it comes, kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, over the last couple of games, um, it was it was always a bit close to the the due date, and baby could have come at any time, kind of thing. So that was um, it was quite weird and surreal trying to juggle sort of like that home life with the rugby. Um, the last two away games, Saris and Donny, um, I actually drove myself there because I, yeah, well, you had uh, you had the phone ready just in case my missus <laughs> called yeah. you saying, uh, and then I'll get hooked off the pitch at half time or something. Um, that would have been why. So yeah, it was yeah pretty surreal trying to juggle the two um, sort of home life and rugby life. But yeah, like you say, I think I've. I've tried not to let it sort of affect me on the pitch and stuff. And yeah, maybe I am a little bit more focused and um, yeah, it's a nice, uh, well, nice uh, to get away from, from the chaos in the house and come training and just throw my body about a bit. Yeah. I guess how do you focus in those times when you're at an away game, you're, you're obviously thinking about it. Is it hard not to look over at the bench and be like, has there been a call? Has there been a call? What's the news? Yeah, um, to be honest, I don't think, thinking back, I don't think I 
on the pitch. I didn't actually think about it. Um, I just checked my phone before I went out and then at half time and then sort of looked over to you at <laughs> full time. I just knew that she was always in um, safe hands back in Bedford. So if anything was to happen, then she had, she wasn't like on her own and there was people around her that would help out and contact me and get me uh, off the pitch as soon as possible kind of thing. Yeah, a couple of games to go now until the end of the season. Spoken a little bit about Amtil, but the one thing we haven't spoke, spoken about too much is the crowd. I mean, mm. you've played in front of big crowds before here and at previous clubs. I mean, how much are you looking forward to having fans back here at the Golden Tower? Yeah, too right. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it adds to, to how surreal the season's been, that there's been no fans and... Um, and just hearing that roar sort of when we come out of the changing rooms and stuff like that, that's going to be the thing I reckon that we've missed the most. Um, yeah, and putting on a display and just hearing Goldington Road back at the the full, well, not quite the full levels, noise levels that we're used to, but um, but yeah, with the restrictions lifting and stuff like that, at least we can get crowds back for the last game. And now having Maxwell, do you have to scramble around for tickets now to get the uh, extra, extra one? You're looking at players. I've got you lined up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Everyone will will help me out. I'm sure if if uh, yeah, we need to get some more tickets. Yeah. And then the day after, we've got the uh, the celebration of Bedford Rugby 20 year uh, game for Jeff Irvine's. Uh, leaving you, I don't know if you'll still be around in Bedford at the time, but are you almost trying to go to that game as well with Matt and maybe actually be with your son at, at that game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we'll hopefully most of the squad will be there and we'll sort of, um, it, it can be a, a good sort of end of season um, get together as well, um, have a couple of looseners and um, yeah, enjoy the game and hopefully nice sunny day. Um, yeah, good end to the season. Yeah, and have a, a few pints to celebrate what you hope will be a, the perfect end to the season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, be uh, yeah a few farewells perhaps in the uh, in the team and stuff like that, as there always is every year. So it'll be um, yeah, a good last get together. And I think there's going to be some old faces coming back um, from well, the last season, the one that was cut short. Um, so it'd be good seeing those lads as well. Welcome back to the Grandeur in Oakley. We're still joined by Andre and Corey. Boys, I want to do something a bit different. We've spoken about the rugby in the first section with you boys. Now I want to get to learn about your household. You're going to answer uh, a couple of questions so that the fans can get to know you two. And you, and unfortunately can't defend himself, um, but you can mention him as part of the answers as well. And maybe we'll talk wider about the squad thereafter. Um, question number one, who's, who does the cleaning in the house? Hey, to be fair, it actually mixes between me and Corey. Yeah. Ewan's the messy one. Ewan's <laughs> probably the messiest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Andre would cook the dinners and I would clean up after. And then just in general, like we're pretty tidy, to be honest. We always, mm. always said that we don't want to live in a stinking house. So apart from Fenner's leaving a few few dishes about. <laughs> um, He's going to hate that. We're grand. Yeah, we'll, it's good clean house. I mean, we we do keep on top of it. We don't, like Corey said, we don't want to be living in a house that's messy. So, um, yeah, we're all probably about the same, but I say Ewan's probably just peaking at a bit worse than us. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're the cook, Andre, what's the specialty dish? Well, um, we do like HelloFresh and Gusto, but uh, I'd probably say my speciality dish 
Uh, I do a good risotto. Yeah, it has to be a risotto. Yeah, I do a good nice. risotto. Chicken, chorizo. Well, that's right. sweet corn pasta last night. That was yeah. good. See, just, yeah. Well, it was a hell of a fresh one, so. Yeah. That's decent. Decent stuff. Good food. Who does the housework? Housework. It's kind of shared between us, yeah. to be honest. We all do the other, other we do some in the morning as well, because he's an early riser. He gets up at like six in the morning, <laughs> makes, makes the bread. <laughs> no. Uh, no. We all mix. We all kind of do our own bits. Like if, we, if you've got your dishes, you wash it straight away. Like, or We do the hoovering, like mixing. Uh, when I do the hoovering, Corey will clean, clean the, up the, the countertops and all that other sort of thing. And then you and just sits and works. <laughs> and he keeps his messy study table. Yeah. Our kitchen table is just half study. Who's the laziest? Mm. I don't know, actually. We can all be pretty lazy. Yeah, we can all be have them. Moments. I'd say it's probably between me and you, to be honest. I can be lazy sometimes. Depends how tired I am or how, how little sleep I've got. Uh, because I can be pretty grumpy and then I can be pretty lazy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be around him on the morning. That's a, that's a no-go. Um, but same with you, and not very good on morning. But um, <clears throat> I think, I don't, I, th- I wouldn't say we're all lazy. I'd just say that we're just... Probably tired from training. Just, yeah. That's um, when we're laziest. Yeah, the day after, we're always lazy after training. But um, no, we all... Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky you. Yeah, I'm lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most likely to go to the shops of an evening? Of an evening? <clears throat> well, I do all the shopping. <laughs> well, for food, if to be fair, if, if I'm cooking for Corey, uh, me and Corey, uh, I'll sometimes go to the shops and I just go get some bits and pieces. Um, yeah, but we normally normally just do like so. Andre and I would have Hello Fresh and Gusto for dinners and then we get our own stuff for like lunches and breakfast and stuff and snacks so we do like our own individual shops but sometimes we go as the three of us together to the shop and then if not if we need like a few extras probably on day run around to the shop he doesn't mind it yeah. got nothing else to do so might as well it gets me out of the house yeah who's the most <clears throat> likely to want time away from the house me yeah definitely Corey. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants as soon as he gets up comes downstairs eats food and then wants to get out uh, why i don't know sometimes it's just nice i like a bit of me time so i do i'd even just come down to down to the gym and just sit and have a, a gym <laughs> session or a stretch out or something just to get a bit of me time i know who drives the best car go on then <laughs> nah, definitely on right definitely on right but it's me moment, but then it'd probably be on a par with me and Corey. No, it's not. It's not at all. Boy. No. It's definitely Andre. Andre drives a mm-hmm. Ford Ranger Wild Track 2021. So, nah, it's, it's not good. Just on cash money. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the smartest? Oh, definitely me. Yeah, not me. I'm I got this champ. I got like four A stars at L. Um, he didn't. <laughs> no, uh, definitely Ewan because he's at uni, so he's yeah. yeah he's, both of us are yeah, we're a bit slow. Yeah, I'd say I'd say I'm a bit slower. Uh, <laughs> uh, everyone takes the mick out on me for being a bit dopey, but I mean, yeah, I'd say Ewan's probably the smartest. I have probably the most common sense. 
Andre's just just there. <laughs> Twiddling the stumps. Uh, uh. Who's most likely to interrupt you in while he's studying? Definitely Andre. <laughs> Andre will come in singing or something while he's sitting at the dinner table. Andre will come in and cook. Cause he's, fact, he's I, always always I always forget that he's um, working, so I walk in with my headphones in and I just started cooking Could and then I started singing, singing and then he just tells me to shut up. But, yeah. I mean... I'd lose my head too yeah. if I was trying to study. Especially if it's me and singing. I've got a voice of an angel, but... He doesn't. <laughs> Who's the most likely to pick what to watch on telly? Ooh. Well, he's, well, he's, never, he's never really downstairs. He's just playing cod all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's between me and you and downstairs. But if, we're all, if it's between the three of us and we're watching TV... We all just kind of pick yeah. it sometimes. Just whether it's on Netflix or... Mm. Oh, I'm just Disney or whatever, but yeah, it's probably we all really have the same sort of mu- uh, music taste. Uh, film music, taste. Yeah. Uh, What's the most recent film you watched? Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, good film. Very good film, actually. I left halfway to play cold. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> he'll choose the film and then he'll go right. I'm off to play cold in half an hour. And then he goes, doesn't come back. Doesn't see him till the morning. Any TV series that you ever? Oh, Grip Dog. Oh, he, he loves a TV series, Corey. Yeah, what was the one I watched? <laughs> the Office. Wasn't it? Oh yeah, we were watching The Office when we were moved into that first place before Oakley, and then there's always Friends on in the house. Yeah, we always put Friends on. It's just just as background yeah. noise nearly. Yeah. Um. So we've already watched it the whole way through. Twice. <laughs> Twice. But uh, I'm usually <clears> not, I usually don't have that much time to watch them because I'm playing so much COD. <laughs> well, I'm guessing that leads on nicely to the next question. Who's most likely to play video games? Yeah, me, me. And I'm but I best. say I'm the best. Though. No, I'm... you're not. I'm not. <laughs> I put in the hours. Yeah, he puts in the hours. And whenever he asks me to get on with him, yeah, he gets very angry very quickly because I die like 10 times. So all three of us have the, the PlayStation or an Xbox. We could, we'll play together as well. So and he we, just carries We can us. get quite competitive. The house can get quite loud. Some, some shouting and screaming. Yeah, I'm surprised our neighbours haven't said anything, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything like whoever loses does the dishes or whoever loses gets the coffee in whoever loses kind of just like just gets nah. abused. <laughs> we just, we just uh, like if there's ever any other time that we're saying a cup of tea for the boys or something, we do rock, paper, scissors between all of us. And it gets very competitive. Or just really there's a... Uh, Roulette wheel that we'll put our names in. We'll spend it to see who has to get up and make a cup of tea. Always lands on me somehow because it just <laughs> magnets on the roulette. Magnet. It just it's goes the secret magnet. No, this Corey puts Andre, Andre, Andre instead no, no, no. of oh, Andre, Corey, Ewan. So it's always me that it lands on, obviously. So I have to make the tea, but I don't mind. And Corey looking wider at the squad uh, and video games. Uh, who's the best? We do have a Call of Duty group chat. So there's uh, Ollie Curry, Joe Atkinson. Magic. Who else is in that? Robbo. Robbo. Ollie Robinson, he plays. Ollie Robinson's crap, by the way. <laughs> Just throw that we dig in. Um, oh, I don't know. Because, like, no, he said Aco, Aco and Magic are pretty good, but my KDs went above there, so uh, I'd say I'm the best at the moment. <laughs> it's a big sale. <laughs> you, can't, you can't lie with stats, so mm, my stats are higher. So that's a kill death ratio. That's what KD means, by the way. Who's most likely to go and get the coffees? Definitely me, hundred percent. I'm all to be fair. I'm because I'm always out the house early, and these two are either in bed, or yeah, 
but probably in bed. Yeah. And then I'll send him a message about it's because he fancies a girl at the coffee shop. Yeah, we'll get past that point. Um, but no, I'm probably the most likely to buy the coffees. That's one of the reasons, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on. Who's most likely to order a takeaway? Uh, it's always going to be a Friday night, Saturday, all three of us. Yeah, we're all, we're all quite good for not ordering takeaways, to be honest. It's whenever it's mainly after game day, really. Yeah, after game day, why well, they got a curry in or something or Domino's. Yeah, good. Probably goes who's a good Domino's. Yeah, I love good Domino's. Or Nando's. Nando's is always a good show. Yeah. Bit expensive though. Yeah. Uh, but the worst thing about living in Oakley is it's miles away from town, so it takes ages to come. And you don't have much much options <clears> as well. Yeah. You don't have no wagamamas. The big cuisine of Bedford. Who's most likely to drop a ball in a game? Even though I'm quite dopey, I say I'm alright with my hands. That's I'd say I'm my hands say. are pretty good. Like, yeah. but we'll, we'll, probably not Fenner's. Fenner's probably got the best hands. Yeah. He's scrum half. Yeah. We'll, we'll just stick it. We're both the same. Save a bit of an argument. <laughs> Yeah, we're probably the same. And who's the best singer? Oh, nah. No, me. I actually got a scholarship at my old school for singing. Um, but then I got it taken away from me because I lost my voice, but we'll get past that. No. He, Andre's crap at singing, so his Fenner's is horrific. <clears throat> Do you want to give us a sing-song now? No, I'll leave that uh, to maybe after I'm done. I'll sing right. you a song. Yeah, all right, Sam. I can give you a sing-song if you want. Nah, nah I'm not no, going to give you a song. No, don't, please. Your ears are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any of our fans deserve that. We'll go with one more then. Who's most likely to spend the most time in front of the mirror? Oh, definitely Andre. <laughs> definitely Andre. Oh, nah. Yeah, nah, nah. You, nah, you love yourself. You love your looks. Well, yeah, nah, it's, I think it's you. And... No, he's not. He's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not me. I've got a mustache in the middle. Podcast, and I'm delighted to be joined by two of Bedford's brightest stars at the moment. Coming all the way from Franklin's Gardens, we have Tommy Matthews and Tom Litchfield with us. Well, how are we, boys? Tom, uh, Litchfield, I'll start with you. It's been a whirlwind of a season for you so far. Just sort of, how's it been? How's it been at uh, Goldenton Road? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, Bedford is is somewhere where I've, I've grown up around and, and like the club, so it's been really good to be able to get a few games there so really enjoying it at the moment um the boys are re- really uh looking after us and you know just excited to be to be actually playing some rugby from from doing all the training we were doing not really building to anything but now now getting some game time um which is good and tommy you've been uh, a bit further afield uh the these past few weeks with, with the england under 20s um yeah the, the game against newcastle um, which was a, a, a narrow win um, for England. Uh, how have you been finding that in, on a national scene uh, and overall your, your time at Bedford as well? Uh, yeah, no, it was like, like what Litchie said, just um, good to be back playing after like, a year out. And obviously the, the 20 stuff is pretty exciting. Uh, got a good opportunity to make a good name for yourself. Good start last week against Newcastle. So hopefully just keep building on that. And Lich, um, we, we have a lot of sort of more experienced players in camp uh, with, with Bedford as well as um, the, the young guns with, uh, with the Saints. Um, how valuable has it been to, to have the likes of Oscar Hersey Douglas and Elijah Nico to be able to sort of guide you uh, and sort of help you with this transition between sort of playing A-League and, and academy games to, to playing on the championship level? Because it, it is a big jump, isn't it? 
yeah, it's de definitely a step up from from you know school rugby and, and even playing academy league. So it's been good to have have boys in your position that um, have have that experience of, of that level. Um, so so not even just uh, Oscar and Eli, any any of the lads are, are helpful and um, you know they, they've made it really good to come in and, and it's welcoming and you can kind of chat to anyone and speak to anyone. So um, it's been good to just bounce off of them you know everyone can say say their opinion and their thoughts and things and they'll come to you and, and, and tell you what they think so uh yeah it's, it's a good open environment um to, to just play some good rugby and and tommy off the back of that just would you mind sort of delving into to how you have found that transition between a league and, and academy rugby and championship rugby is it is it that much of a step up as we think it may be um sort of what challenges have you found with sort of adapting uh, to second tier english rugby um i'll say at 10 uh, there's not too much difference um still just looking for the space i'd say the big difference is when i'm playing at 12 um i had a loan spell at Ampthill last year at 12 it was obviously a bit more of physical demand on me that was obviously a big step up from 18s to championship from playing 12 in, in the under 18 league to and going and play fully men and running into bigger people but in terms of like being at 10 and, and finding space it's, it's pretty similar right well going to move on uh, to, our, to our next little segment uh, which is a quiz between you two we've, we've got Tom Litchfield we've got Tommy Matthews so I thought it's only right to have a, a quiz about Tom's so I'm going to ask you a, a question and basically, if you know the answer, just shout out your surname, not your first name, because that could get quite confusing. <laughs> but shout out your first name and uh, answer it quickly. Sort of a quick fire question. You've got five questions and, and it's best of five. Okay, so here we go. Here's the first one. Which famous Tommy's name is also the name of a well-known men's clothing brand? Matthews. Let's... Tommy Hilfiger. Matthews gets it. It's 1-0 Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> okay, into the next one. Which Tom starred as one of the main antagonists in the film series Harry Potter? Oh, Matthews. Go on, Tommy. Tom, Tom Riddle. Oh, close. We're looking for what? The, we're looking for the actor. Oh. I'll give you a clue. He played Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Oh, no, not a Scooby. I thought it was the, um, the guy who was old and what. No idea, no idea. Well, it's Tom Felton. <sighs> no, I, I actually knew that as well. <laughs> there we go. Right, into the third question. It's still 1-0 Matthews. Which Thomas invented sound recording, cameras and light bulbs? Matthews. Matthews, go for it. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is correct. Let's go. <laughs> able to record this podcast without the work. Yeah. Edison. Um, so yes, no, that is correct. Tommy, uh, well, Lich, you, you've got a lot of catching up to do in these final two questions. Um, right, mo moving into number four. Uh, a bit more sport-based, this one. Which Tom has got five Super Bowl MVPs to his Matthews. Name? Matthews again. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is correct. <laughs> let's go. Well, let's go for a sweep. Let's go for a sweep. <laughs> should we make it? Should we make it interesting? Should we make last one three points? Okay, so oh, wow. if you get this right, then, then it's a draw. We'll, we'll take it to a tiebreaker. But um, Matthews, if, if you get this one, then, then this looks quite embarrassing uh, for you, Tom. <laughs> um, okay. Final question: 
Which Tom, formerly of Bedford Blues, has recently made the step up into the Premiership, starting the last game for Northampton Saints? Matthews. Yeah. Tom James. Tom James is correct. Yeah. Are you on mute or something? <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that's, that's you having to get your name changed now, Lich. Yeah, I, I think I will have embarrassment. <laughs> oh dear it's been a pleasure to chat to you both on the Bedford Blues podcast and all the best for the rest of this championship season thank you very much that's all we've got time for on this month's episode of the Bedford Blues podcast thank you very much for listening we're delighted to announce the return of a limited number of supporters for the season concluding Battle of Bedfordshire fixture against Amptill on Saturday the 29th of May Due to the limited number of tickets available, the opportunity to purchase these tickets will only be offered to season ticket holders from the 2019-20 season, live streaming season pass holders this season, and club sponsors. All those who are applicable for tickets should have received guidance from the club in terms of claiming their match ticket. If, unfortunately, you are not able to attend on the 29th, we also have the 20-year celebration of Bedford Rugby fixture on Sunday, the 30th of May. Tickets are already general sale for this fixture please head to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets to purchase for this event we can't wait to see you back at Gordonton Road at the end of the month take care everyone and see you all soon